from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. I would like to give you this brief, but a very important update. And it is important because, folks, it's for your benefit. If you don't already know this, I'm going to let you know that um, you will no longer be able to listen to my broadcast on your favorite uh, platforms, whether that be Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, any of those guys. You know what I'm talking about. And therefore, if you want to listen to the show, well, you'll have to hear it on this platform or come on over to theearnestmanshow.com and listen to this and any other broadcast to your heart's content. There's a lot of reasons for this, but I'll just tell you the one of the primary reasons. And that is, is that there are certain powers that be that ultimately want to control the comment, uh, the content rather, of what is being said to you and how it's being said. And that's not something I want to do, and that's certainly something I don't feel that you really want either. So, as I've said many times, if you want to hear the real deal, um, well, this is what it takes. This is what's necessary. So that's it. That's one of the primary reasons, and I thought you deserved to know. Now let's get on with the show. Thank you so very much for tuning in. This is episode number 216, Earnest Truth. The Supreme Court just basically told you to eat shit and die. I knew that when this happened a few days ago, when I got news of this, I knew it basically meant two things. Um both of them are bad and one of them is that there's going to be there's going to be a huge fallout from this and actually it's probably not going to take very long now on the surface it may in fact seem again something that's you know fairly small and if you're not one of those people fortunate enough to own property and supposedly the argument here is about property rights, um, you may feel that it doesn't concern you. But the fact is, it does, because the consequences of this basically affect everyone. The second thing that became apparent to me, as I thought it would, is that um, how quickly it has been swept under the media rug so yeah it's you know much more important to constantly be talking about 
the evil Russians and the hell on earth that's going on in Ukraine and the poor Ukrainians and those horrible, horrible Russians and uh, the woman uh, down down the street or down the road in the next county, wherever the hell she is, and had uh, a baby by space aliens and the fucking baby has six heads. Anything. Anything to keep anything that's very important and relevant in the public consciousness. Because they want you to leave it alone. Well, I'm not going to leave it alone. And you're not going to leave it alone because you're going to hear it from me. And I'm going to dredge this up again. And uh, you're going to understand, hopefully when I'm done, what makes it so important. So, on the surface, this is simply being touted calmly as a property rights issue. But as I said, we're going to go a little deeper. So what I would like to do what I always do um, before this gets buried and so that you know you can find this I'm going to tell you the source and hopefully you'll be able to look it up for yourself if for some reason it has been removed you can always contact me and I'll be able one way or the other to get it to you but it comes from Reuters and it is dated May the 25th of 23 and the title is US Supreme Court rules against EPA in wetlands regulation challenge now if if you don't know the significance of this before I go any further let me just try to put this in some kind of context that's a lot easier to understand. If the Supreme Court is ruling against the EPA, that would be like the Pope that wants to rule against the Vatican. It's, it's that stupid and inconceivable. Um, we really don't have a strong EPA that's been that's been <laughs> decimated to the point it's a mere shadow of what it once was um, but apparently that's not even good enough and it never will be good enough until it's com essentially completely gone and wiped out now before you uh, get the erroneous impression that I am just some kind of lefty envi enviro environmental person. Uh, well, no, I'm not. I'm not some en enviro whack job here. But there's right and there's wrong. And this is, in my opinion, and I think by anyone with any uh, reason ability, uh, is wrong. So at any rate, I would like to just go into this, the actual writing, just a little bit. Um, you know, maybe uh, th three small paragraphs and read it as written. And then we'll take it from there. So it starts, Washington, May 25th. Reuters, the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday put another dent in the regulatory reach of the Environmental Protection Agency. 
Embracing a stringent new test for declaring wetlands protected under a landmark federal anti-pollution law in a ruling favoring an Idaho couple who challenged the agency. The 9-0 decision, yes, unanimous from the wonderful leaders of the Supreme Court, uh, authored by Conservative Justice Samuel Alito, overturned a lower court's ruling against Chantel and Mike Sackett that had upheld the EPA's determination that their property near a lake contained wetlands protected by the Clean Water Act of 1972. The Sacketts have battled with the EPA for years over their plans to build a home on the property. Although the court unanimously sided with the couple, four justices, including the court's three liberal members and conservative Brett Cavendall, disagreed with the new test announced by the court that was backed by the five other conservative justices. The four justices said the test could undermine water quality and flood control in the United States. Note that they said could, which is so laughable as to fall off the chair. Anyway, uh, next short paragraph, uh, President Joe Biden said in a statement that the ruling upends the legal framework used for decades to combat water pollution and that his administration will, quote, use every legal authority we have to protect our nation's waters, unquote. And he goes on to, quote, it puts our nation's wetlands and the rivers, streams, lakes, and ponds connected to them at risk of pollution and destruction jeopardizing the sources of clean water that millions of American families, farmers, and businesses rely on, unquote. Now, that happens to be one of the few times something that uh, Biden actually said that I considered uh, not only relevant, but coherent. Not everything he says, of course, yes, it all sounds good and nice and powerful and wonderful, but it doesn't mean a shit biscuit. And I'm going to go in and explain further. Now, what this, what the net effect of what is being done here is, if you'll notice, that there is a steady progression towards you as the citizens being, you know, sidetracked and pushed to the side in favor of other agendas, let's say. And those other agendas, broadly speaking, are from a certain, uh, let us say, ideological mindset. And as I've said many times, I don't care if you're a lefty or a righty, as they say, but I don't get locked into ideological uh, mindsets because I think that that's a very dangerous thing. But I try to, you know, step outside of the fray 
And my idea is to look at something and try to determine whether or not, you know, it makes sense in that what is actually going to happen as far as any uh, benefit or non-benefit to the citizens at large. Not just the few or the one. And in this case, we have the same uh, ideological precedents taking place that are certainly more apt to favor the few. And that is a big problem. Now, for instance, if you wanted to build a house in a certain upstream location, and then let's say you wanted to, on your pro while it's technically on your property, that uh, you wanted to go into the paper business and you wanted to build a paper mill. Well, paper mills are notoriously uh, nasty as far as their levels of pollutants. Um, but um, yeah, if, you're, if you have that robber baron mindset and you're in a pristine area and your factory is in a pristine area, and it doesn't affect you because you're upstream, your beautiful home, your idyllic setting is upstream, your whole life is upstream, and then this factory is just going to be dumping all of its, basically, its shit waste into the stream, and it's going to inevitably affect everything downstream, and if you have that kind of self-centered, narcissistic, psychopathic attitude, I think that all of the people who have had their homes next to this river for perhaps even many, many, many years before you even got there, I don't think they're going to take too kindly to your notion that you want to put, say, a polluting structure such as a paper mill. Now, I don't think it takes a whole lot of, uh, you know, super smarts to figure this out. And the situation is that you simply, you as a being, you're, you're ass, you simply cannot do whatever you want willy-nilly with just the attitude, the prevailing, the unending attitude of, well, it's my property. I can do whatever I want. Well, uh, no. I call bullshit. I call shite. No. Can't do that. <clears throat> Um, there, have, there has to be something in place to have some sort of caps and controls on people with such an attitude. Now, having said that, I also want to make it very clear that I am not in any way against property rights. As a matter of fact, I am 
very much for property rights. Very much so. But it is not an absolute. It is not, this is my property. I can do what it, with it whatever the hell I like. And the hell in the world be damned with anyone else. No. That's psychopathy. And psychopathy causes misery and suffering for everything that's around it. And like I said, um, in many, many eons past, um, if any SOB tried to do this, well, those groups of settlers or farmers or whatnot would just get together with pitchforks in hand and uh, come up to uh, such a person's quote-unquote property and let's say if they were not able to reason with them uh, with bricker-bracks and pitchforks um, might be necessary to burn their house to the ground or anything other necessary to uh, make the psychopath see the light now of course we don't do that kind of thing anymore because we're a civilized society after all and we have courts that represent our interest except when we don't and in this case we don't so that is what is at stake here because think about this in a bigger picture now I was just using the illustration of a paper mill or whatever the hell you you want to put there but it is for an illustrative purpose I'm not saying of course they're going to build a paper mill or something like that but what was determined long ago is that these are very sensitive areas and they are important all the way down uh, down the street down the stream as it was said this empties into all these other water sources and everything from I don't know manufacturing especially to uh, produce farming of course that means livestock as well and if I remember correctly uh, this area is on the, the property that they purchased although they're from Idaho the property is on way up north uh, near the near or just on the Canadian border but apparently they had uh, purchased this property I believe it was like in 2007 and uh, they've more or less been sitting on it and then they started to get something going apparently I think it was like 2009 and then they started having problems that was just mentioned and part of that is because they as the buyer did not do their due diligence that's what's meant in a contract of doing your due diligence and had that been done and had that been explained to them and they would not have been so foolish perhaps they wouldn't have bought the property 
But in either case, either they did know about this, or even if they didn't know about it, they're acting like very uh, self-entitled, peevish children. And apparently they must be wealthy because that's what, you know, that's what they do. And so with arms folded and a, a very, uh, you know, a snarly attitude like a like an irritated 10 year old they're going to pout and so they you know fiercely fold their arms saying no you know what i'm talking about when a child gets to that phase no matter what you try to say to them they say no no that's how fucking ridiculous they're being about this of course coupled with more excuses and basically the thing of saying again it's my property anyone else be damned we don't give a damn about anyone else it's our property arms folded indignant child with super pouty face and that's 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 it and so this has been apparently going on for some time but here's the, the, the even bigger part of this. If that is just one couple, think about how many people all over the U.S. that are in these very uh, strategic and highly sensitive areas just like this. And undoubtedly, there probably are a lot there are uh, probably a hell of a lot, especially people, um, let's say that they're sitting on areas that are bordered, let's say, by BLM, um, you know, property and land. And if there are no protections, if these things are taken away, then in turn, across the nation, it will have a domino effect it will bring this about where there will suddenly be this this case there'll be more and then more and then more and then more and then more and everything else wherever they may be the rivers ponds tributaries i mean what have you you know all of it begins to fail and then that in turn brings about another negative domino effect eventually that's right you guessed it down to everybody else so that is what i mean if you uh you know think about it a bit and connect the dots yes it's going to affect you too and here is here is another aspect of this that is this is this is what i feel is a a source of the undoing in addition to all of this is the supreme court <clears throat> and if you've listened to any of my previous episodes you should know exactly how I feel about the quote-unquote Supreme Court ah uh, 
yeah. Don't sure as hell don't need eight or more of them. We could, to begin with, we should have a long time ago whittled this down to three. Three and a few alternates. But three, yeah, to stop them from having lifelong positions on on the public dole. So, yeah, I mean, that's discussion, of course. I can go into, again, in a different direction, which I will. But here's the thing. This is the... Uh, this is the this is what I feel is is overall the message that um, what the Supreme Court is saying if you cut through all of the proper language and statements if you chop through all of that there is another way that I you know another way that what they actually think and feel could be stated there's another way what they have to say um, could be stated much more succinctly because they did that with two other incidents that took place and they've done that with Roe v. Wade and as I said before it ain't gonna stop there it's just gonna continue and the message that I'm hearing, not of course what's not actually being stated, the, the message that I am hearing absolutely clear from the Supreme Court is telling everyone, fuck you, shut up, go back to work, you fucking wage slave. And don't put your nose where it doesn't belong. Just shut up and do what you're told. You worthless wage slave fucking consumer. Know your place in this American caste system. That is what's really being said. Take care. So what did you think of this episode? You can go on over to theearnestmanshow.com, find this particular episode number, and leave a comment for me and the rest of the world just below the player in the comments section. And additionally, unlike platforms such as this, I do not treat you or want to treat you as a child. I don't want to tell you what language you can use. I don't want to prescribe what are good words or what are mm, those bad words. I want you to have the freedom to express yourself exactly the way you wish. Until next time, this is Ernest Mann reminding you that there are no bad words, only bad actions.